This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 489, October 30, 2020. The high on this day was 83 degrees in 1950. The next day on Halloween, the record high temperature was 83 degrees. And that is the last 80 on the calendar. Pretty soon we'll be marking down the last 70. Mm. But on this day in 1950, 83 degrees, and the next day Halloween, 83 degrees. Man, that must have been festive. And the low in 1925 was 10 degrees. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. As of this moment, right now, five to, excuse me, five to noon as we start the broadcast, the podcast, it is still unknown where Biden's drive-by event will be. Huh. Are you supposed to just drive around and hope you find it? Just run into You'll him. You'll find maybe. there'll be so many people there. Yeah. Isn't that odd that you wouldn't know by noon? On the, he's supposed to be here at 345. Well, his whole campaign has been a little bit odd, hasn't it? Maybe they're not going to let him out today. Just sit down, Joe. We'll drive you around. You can wave to people. <laughs> watch the bobber, Joe. Right. Just yeah. watch the bobber. <laughs> And and uh, the president's appearance in Rochester is now back in Rochester. Mm-hmm. It was going to go to Dodge Center. Mm-hmm. It's moved a couple of times. It's now back at the Rochester International Airport. Uh, uh, so it's uh, it's at five p.m. at the airport in Rochester today. Do you, do you guys have the same opinion as me on this? That Walls and Keith Ellison looked so childish yesterday. Don't you think? Uh, uh, complaining of that day. Trump was coming to town? No, we're just saying, well, no, you can't do that because we have restrictions. Yeah. They just looked like babies. Yep. Rochester City Attorney Jason Luce told Fox 9 News that the event will now be smaller, describing it as an invite-only friends and family event. This will not be a rally, Luce said. Uh, according to an update from the Trump campaign, the first 250 people will be admitted. And that's it. But you know thousands are going to show up. Uh, possibly. Yeah. And, and and again, I'm terribly amused at the Biden event. Uh, I, I keep checking every news site in town. The uh, the location remains unknown. Well, here, <laughs> let, me go, let me go to the most trusted news site in GL, that being Twitter. And, uh, oh, for God's <laughs> sakes. Don't get under his skin. Sorry, sorry. Please. We're just starting. Please. <laughs> Rook? Yes. Are you looking forward to think, uh, to Halloween? I know it's your favorite holiday. Uh, I am. 
And I will tell you why. Prior to, and I'll, maybe I'll just tweet this out. Prior to, I stopped at Menards prior to coming here, and I got a must be about a twelve foot open faced gutter. That mm-hmm. I am. That's how I'm going to send the candy out the um, uh, front door. Right out the chute. We've got a block that has uh, a, a lot of um, Halloween decorations and so forth, and we always give out good stuff. So I know we're a mark for a, a good candy give out mm-hmm. and uh, and a fun block. So I know we're going to be busy. We we'll probably have 150 to 200 kids. Sooch, if I put a bowl what? out, if I put a bowl out, do you think do you think kids can? Be uh, no, trusted to use no, the honor no, system. No. Inner city, it's gone. Kid. Yeah, it's gone. First, first kid, kid takes them yep. all. Joe, we've got to run the Dallas, Texas uh, Halloween display thing past Matthew. I think Matthew's the arbiter oh, of this. Okay. Well, then, then uh, Rook, yep. go to your computer. Okay, I'm there. I, and I, this is a. I'm glad you said that, Kenny. I really am going to be interested in his. His take on this. I'm at the let's Google. not tell him. Uh, let's not tell him anything else. Let's right. just make him go to. Uh, Dallas Artist Halloween Display. That should bring it up. Dallas with two L's. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> I, I'm just really not in that mood right now. Maybe I'll get there. Right. Maybe I'll get but there. But it's Fun Friday. It's not. We don't do Fun Texas Fridays. Texas man's gory <laughs> Halloween display prompts visit from police. Okay, now can you see photos? Scrolling down. Uh, photos are loading. You got that uh, Montgomery Ward's yeah. computer? Okay, I have a video there of the go. cops being there. Oh, wait. Oh, a cup of blood? Well, there's blood splattered on the sidewalk. Okay. And dead bodies in the yard. Oh, yeah, the... I can see that. You see all that? Yep. Yeah. Yes, um... ye- yes or no as a Halloween display? Yes or no? <sighs> Thank God you don't listen to the podcast because you don't know what we're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> you're worse than height. So mean. No, no. John missed one day. He listens every day. Um, I'm the one that's guilty. I'm having a tough... T- uh, the plane crash one from years ago, I completely disagree with. That was horrible. What about the one from earlier this year, two weeks ago, where it was the house that appeared realistically to be on fire? Uh, that I thought was a, a neat effect. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, people have to always remember around this time, people are going to do this. I don't see anything wrong with this display. There. Wow! Matthew, if I was there, my tongue would be down your throat right now. Really? <laughs> Thank yeah. God you're just, not there. How about just a pat on the rear end and a squeeze? Rook, we took a poll. I won. I find it. I find it horrific. And everybody's telling me that I'm a wuss and no good. And uh, all I'm, all I was concerned about is I wouldn't let my five-year-old see that crap. Joe, we made a mistake too. We the the rules uh, we clearly defined that we would only accept votes via email, mm-hmm. and I think we counted a couple of votes actually for me via Twitter. Mm-hmm. So we well, have to actually dis- yeah we have to disqualify those two votes for me, which means you won yesterday. I did win. Rook, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Well, Given your affection for children, the, I'm surprised you'd find season. this acceptable. But that, that's what I mean. It. But is it the, the season, season, Kenny? Is it the season for gross mayhem? Yes. Yes. Dropping okay. a safe on someone's head as it splatters. Yeah. Uh, on the week of Halloween is funny. You doing this in July? Okay. It's like, I'm, I'm going to say no. You did listen. That, that's you're quoting me, man. See, I listen. I listen to podcasts. 
You guys are not no longer on the radio, though, right? <laughs> no, I'm. What I'm saying, Joe, is I remember. I do um, think that the air plane crash scene a couple several years ago was in very poor taste. I thought that was bad. I didn't think that was good. This one, I, I don't see any harm in it. The week of Halloween. Okay, I'm done with that topic. I have an update for you regarding uh, Joe Biden's appearance in St. Paul. Do we have a location? This is coming from Jason Lewis about one hour ago, and he tweets the following. Two can play at this game, Keith Ellison and Tim Walls. You've been weaponizing COVID to suppress Republicans for seven months. Time to fight fire with fire. I'm calling on 250 plus one of my supporters to show up at the state fairgrounds to Joe Biden's rally today at 2.30. Let's shut it down. So oh, it's at 2.30 at the fairgrounds. Well, I think, no, the Biden event is 3.45. Lewis is calling on people to start showing up in protest of Biden at 2.30. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying. And mm-hmm. him being mm-hmm. a former vice president means he has Secret Service protection, which also means freeways are going to be closed oh, this afternoon. God, I didn't even think of that. And you are not going to get any information out of MSP underscore traffic because I am going to be pre-gaming a Zoom <laughs> meeting I have later this afternoon. Good for you. How about just a personal text to your man Reaver so I can get home? Yeah, uh, I doubt that. All right. The headlines in the Minneapolis and St. Paul newspapers this morning give us a picture of the result of the efforts made to complicate voting beyond comprehension. Yes. Yes. Minnesota Secretary of State said Thursday it's too late for voters to mail back their absentee ballots if they want to make sure their votes count. After an appeals court ruling indicated that mail-in ballots arriving after Election Day are at risk of being invalidated. A three-judge panel of the 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Thursday that Minnesota absentee ballots arriving after Election Day should be separated from other ballots in case they are later invalidated by a final court order. The ruling does not block Minnesota's seven-day extension for counting absentee ballots, but puts the grace period in danger. Voters should no longer place their absentee ballots in the mail. Secretary of State Steve Simon said it's too late for you, practically speaking, to get it back. Don't risk it. The ruling does not impact ballots received by the time polls close on Election Day, but sets the stage for post-election litigation. <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, every registered voter in Minnesota received a request for an absentee ballot, uh, whether they requested it or not. Yes, I did. Well, that's, that's, that is a clear path to fraud right there i agree in fact my wife received something in the mail saying that she was now registered she's never voted before really yep don't tell the mayor that well, let's, let's, nice. we're gonna strike that from the records and pretend it's a good hear. record i i respect let me ask that. you this question is if you if you fill out an absentee ballot and you send it in is there a check mark on your the registrar's ledger that says uh, you've you've filled one out already, and you can't go on there Tuesday to your oh. local gym and vote. I don't know. I don't know. I can answer that. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, presumably, there is a checks and balances system. Okay. That's because it, if you are uh, one of... Uh, by the way, I have no trouble with this circuit court ruling. My God. Right, it's cut it off. You, you've Let's had go. two months to mail in a ballot, Amen. you lazy bum. Amen. 
If you, if you haven't done it by now, that's too bad. That's your fault. All right. Now, the decision is likely to create confusion with people who haven't returned their absentee ballots scrambling to make sure their votes count. Simon said voters... Uh, Simon said voters who still have absentee ballots in hand may drop them off at a designated location, vote early at an early voting station, or vote in person on election day. Those who already returned absentee ballots can track them online to see if they've been recovered. 400,000 of some 2 million requested absentee ballots remain outstanding. Mm. So... Okay, so who's the Secretary of State? Um, Steve Simon. Simon. So Simon said vote. <laughs> God. You know. If you just say vote, oh you don't have to do it. But I'm not going to stick my tongue down your throat. <laughs> Again, just a pat on the ass would be a good little squeeze. <laughs> Okay, I'm back to normal. Here we go. What? We Here's what I'm are puzzled. Nuts. Here's what I'm puzzled by. Here's what I'm puzzled by. If that moron had shut up, I could tell you what I'm puzzled by. I, you're puzzled. Reavers, by the go game. out in the hall. You're puzzled by the game. I know. There's four hundred thousand outstanding. What's to stop you when you go to the polling place to vote? And can you just walk in and vote? Or will they, when they look up your name, I think this was Rookie's question, when they look up your name, do they have a means to see that you've already voted? It just hasn't been received yet. Or, well, I can't make it any clearer than that. See how this is ripe, see how this is ripe for fraudulence? Well, we need to confirm it before we jump on that fraudulent bandwagon. I think well, it is a legitimate question. Well, don't even go that far, Joe. Don't even say fraudulence. It's it's ripe for confusion. Maybe not fraud on purpose, but it's ripe for so many different mistakes down so many different avenues because they've made this easy thing to do very complex. Listen to second this. Guess. You, you want to even? It's it's worse than you think. Curbside voting, staying inside your car to cast your ballot, is another option, either early or on election day. Counties must serve voters curbside if requested, but it's a good idea to give election officials a heads up if you're coming, if possible. I'll take aside a Tina Smith and a large Biden. Finally, in special situations, say you're hospitalized, living in a nursing home or assisted living facility, or unable to go to a polling place for health reasons, you may ask an agent to pick up and deliver your absentee ballot for you. This is called agent delivery. Your agent must be 18, at least 18 years old, have a pre-existing relationship with you, and cannot be a candidate. When returning a ballot, your agent must show identification with their name and signature on it. The agent will have to make two trips to the local election office to complete this process. First, give your agent a completed absentee ballot application and a request for agent delivery of absentee ballot form, and then have the agent take both forms to the election office to receive your ballot. The agent then must return your ballot to the office by 3 p.m. on election day. Wow. Uh, folks, <clears throat> this, this country is falling apart, and one of the reasons is we've destroyed the voting process. We have absolutely thrown a hand grenade into the middle of the voting process. 
First of all, don't send me a request for an absentee ballot. I didn't request it. And secondly, how many unqualified people can cast a vote with that absentee? If they could return the request, get a ballot, yeah, yeah. and then vote without knowing their qualifications. And that's why I know a couple of weeks ago, Joe, you dismissed that report. Not dismissed it, but you, you, you couldn't find validity to that report about the fraud in the 5th Congressional District, and I'll still believe that it's going on. I do, too. I do, too. It's an extraordinary... Uh, and for the life of me, I know people will say, well, this, this only uh, accomplishes gains for the left, that the left uh, is the party that's benefiting from this mad scramble to attract the uninterested to vote that this benefits the left. Well, A, it, it's tempting to believe that, but B, I don't, I don't know how it helps either party. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to end up with uh, possibly as many as 400,000 ballots set aside, and then will have to be validated by the judicial system. Just forget for a moment the time that will take. Just imagine what we've done here to what was a very simple process. I blame secretaries of state in the country. Trying to this. be self. Secretary was, Rook, was, was Matson secretary of state? Bob Matson? Uh, or yes. was he? Uh, yes. No, let me verify. No, he, he was, um, I'm going to look up Bob Matson. My point is that I think years ago, secretaries of state were unknown and unheard of. They didn't really have much to do. And now, uh, every election, they're, they're the ones who are most prominently in the news. Proving their worth. Proving their worth. And I, 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 I've told you this before. I've gotten so far in the Garage Logic Service Road of Life to realize that something's afoot here. I just haven't been able to define it. There, there, I, I would go so far as to suspect there is what I would call a dark force funding this for, for purposes apparently of electing the left, but I don't see how that could always be the case. There's always a great, great group of silent Americans that we don't know who they'll vote for. They very well could be voting for Trump. So I don't understand how this, taking the process of voting and making it almost incomprehensible, I don't understand, For well, I, it does not benefit the country. State treasurer, Joe. State treasurer, all right, yeah. never mind that. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't benefit the country. No, not, not in you, any way. Do you think, was the, the beginning of this Gore versus Bush, when we had a close election? The hanging is, chair. Is that when everything... Yeah. Is that when all the secretaries of state started to push their way to the front of the class and say, yes. I'll take care of this now? And that's when it became more difficult. Well, we're talking about two things here. We're talking about the, 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 confuse, the, the increased confusion surrounding voting. And then we're also talking about the get out the vote movement. There, it's, it's two separate entities here. Well, I can't wait to right. walk in there right. Tuesday. Joe, right? I voted yesterday, by the way. Well, you did. What? I did. Why? I did. Uh, I know I violated my oath to vote in person. 
but uh, a kid I used to have uh, explained to me that all I had to do was go up to the Highland Golf Course, and it took me five minutes. And I thought, well, you know what? My my bum wheel is still a little wobbly, and maybe, if nothing else, I save myself from having to stand in line on a bad leg on Tuesday. I don't know. But in any so event, you, I voted in person. Just like right. it was election day. Kenny's Just like not, it was election well, that's, day. That's Kenny's your way of justifying it. That's your way of justifying it, but... Face it, you did the opposite of what you said you were going to do. I know, and and uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to use my well. I'm not going to make an excuse. I just did it. Uh, it was it was it was the equivalent of going to the polling place. But I guess I'm guilty of the hi- hypocrisy of taking advantage of how easy they're making it for me. Well, I can't wait to walk in on Tuesday. I know. And I, I was looking forward to that, but then I thought, well. There might the be hell? crowds. There might be oy vey. I might this bum leg. Well, that and, I, you know, if it breaks into a rugby scrum or punches no. are thrown, I'm not going to have my usual gazelle-like grace. Where do you think that might happen? That's not going to happen. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. I really don't. I don't foresee that either. Just because there's so many sp- churches, schools that are spread out, uh, I don't think there'll be gonna, fights. You didn't admit to this yesterday, Joe? You, you didn't bring this up uh, on the podcast when I was gone? I didn't vote yesterday until the show was over and didn't know if I would or not. So I'm, okay. I'm admitting it to you now. Mm. Well, you're going to get some pushback from GL or something. Yep. That's okay. For that because well, I also, I, mean, got to, I also got to use it uh, as a means of writing my Sunday column. It, gotcha. it, it, it played into what I wanted to write for Sunday. And then are you going to still vote on Tuesday? I might as well. I probably could. <laughs> Cancel out Patrick's vote as well. Well, that's what I mean. So if you went there Tuesday, I would like to know, does it say uh, Jay Souchere already has a ballot and he sent it in? Or I, I'm not sure how that would go. Because there's, but that is what makes people so nervous and so angry about the screwing up voting. I can't understand. See, I, I'm the guy yelling, get off my lawn, right? Right. I, I can't understand why people find what has happened to the voting process acceptable in their own lives. I can't understand how you can look at this and think this is a good thing for the country. If you want a secure election, you vote in person. After proving who you are, you vote and you leave. You, you know what this You're is? I, this, well, is this, is the, this is the case of meism. I'm more concerned about convenience for myself than I am about the direction of the country. That's, yeah, I, I accept With all that. due respect, dot, 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 you're now telling to people to do as I say, not as I do. What do you mean? Well, you, you voted yesterday. I just got done telling you why. Uh, and I then put it, my, it, I'm putting my leg into play. And then when you got done... <laughs> Pardon me. Jesus. <laughs> you won't even make Perfect it till help. Tuesday. Hey, he's on his own. He's living in the country. He's okay. No, wait. As, as soon as you got done telling him, giving your excuse, you went on to, you went back to your old mantra of it's screwed up and why are we letting this happen? But yeah. never mind the fact that I voted already. Right. I'm just saying you're going to get pushback. Well, you're accomplishing that right now. And, and well, if I deserve I, that pushback, that's fine. You're right. I, I hope never to have that happen again. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, Such, I I don't care. Um, it, it doesn't hurt or offend or affect me whatsoever. And if I happen to be in town on Monday, I'll probably do the same. 
but I, I'm not I'm not where you are with the uh, the thoughts about it being complicated and the get out the vote thing. I, I I don't think I'm with you on either of those topics. All right. Well, then you're fired. <laughs> but I, I, I don't mind you. You're okay. You're you're an all right guy. You know, you're not, not a bad guy. <laughs> oh, it's just uh, again, uh, we need a Victor Davis Hanson or George Will or God. I wish William Buckley was still alive. Someone to help me understand what is going on here because there's something sinister going on. I'm convinced of it. No, you know what we need is Vince. Vince. There's something sinister going on. I had a, I had an, uh, this is not sinister. I had a conversation with a fellow yesterday who said his millennial daughter uh, couldn't wait to go stand in line to vote. And he believes, he believes it's, they believe that they're signaling their virtue by doing that. Look at me. I'm masked up and I'm in line and I'm going to sit here for an hour if I have to to vote. Yeah. Okay. What's well, wrong that's with that? what we all—that's what we've all been doing for years and years and years. Remember Obama's first election? Oh my goodness, the line was long. Ooh wee, longer than I've ever seen. And same for his second election, by the way. Say, uh, since I you- think he was—I think he was just alluding to the fact that it would have been just as easy for her to go vote at her polling place on sure, election day. So when you uh, when you you know took to the streets and went and voted yesterday. Um, how was the car ride with the CP over there? I mean, did you guys stand in line together yeah, for very long? Talk, no, I went by myself. Oh, okay. By myself. <laughs> oh, good. Give me a little chit-chat. <laughs> Time to cast the old sorry. ballot, huh? Here we go, dear. I, I am ideologically all over the map here, aren't I? Yeah, I, a little I'm, bit. I'm not, I'm not making sense. Uh, I'm not making sense. I suppose to have validated my concerns i should not have voted yesterday no okay but let's um, let's try to cut you some slack without being too i don't think you have to i don't think you have to but i'm saying what you did is you put your foot into play you didn't cast your ballot because you you thought your ballot was going to be somehow fraudulently not counted absolutely and that never occurred correct i think there's a distinction I've got it. The on-air Joe doesn't realize that he's old and cripple and falls down like old people. Right. The off-air Joe, he knows that. He's, he's, he's fearful. He, he of knows that. that age has caught up with him, and he's just gonna, you know. Let me just check another site to see if we can confirm. Yeah, I've been that, looking. That that. Uh, uh, Biden is going to be at the fair. So, uh, all right, I have an update. To, I have. An, I'm sorry. Explain Kenny. Jason's motivation again, Chris. I, I'm not. I, I'm not clear on what his motivation is. By I think he. What I said earlier about how Walls and uh, Ellison look so childish by their actions toward the president's rally yesterday. I think that's what Jason is responding to. But what does he? What what outcome is he he trying to hit? Exposure. Here? I mean, he's just trying to get people to okay. vote you know what i mean he's just trying to he's campaigning himself so why wouldn't yeah. you know why wouldn't i don't uh this is from and he's very close with tina smith he is yeah they're neck, neck and neck. neck yeah you're right uh I hope he pulls it off vice president biden warm welcome st paul history and heritage center state fairgrounds 3 30 to 5 p.m uh repeat that please st paul history and heritage center comma state fair fairgrounds 3 30 to 5 p.m uh, I don't even know where that is on the fairgrounds. Isn't isn't that new and up where uh, Machinery Hill, that area? Maybe. 
And what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to drive by and honk, or are you supposed to park like you're at a drive-in movie? Or how do these things work? I wonder. Don't know. Matthew, you should know where that is. Where is that? The new Heritage Center. It's right off of Maine. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to go with a restaurant that was Dang in the it, area. Yeah, right by uh, uh, Hathers, right over there. On. <laughs> Let me see. I'll look it up. Let me read you something. Okay. okay. Here we go. Yep. Joe, Jonathan Turley, a Shapiro chair of public interest law at George Washington University, tweeted the following this morning. After his son's business associate gave details contradicting his prior statements on the influence peddling scandal, reporters did not ask Biden a single question on it. Biden was asked tough questions like whether he would work with the GOP on health care. While Babuliski quoted Jim Biden as insisting on plausible deniability on these foreign payments for the family, the media now has lost any deniability of any kind that it buried this story to help Biden. Sadly and surprisingly, this includes Garage Logic. Mr. Mm-hmm. Bobulinski is a firsthand credible witness to this scandal, and yet you essentially ignore his story. I don't recall any firsthand witnesses in the Trump Russia story, yet the media, including you, covered that extensively. BS. By the way, it was interesting that in your discussion about the low TV ratings for World Series Game 6, that you made no mention that Tucker Carlson's interview with Mr. Bobulinski, which aired during the game, drew a record 7.6 million viewers. Saddened and perhaps not so surprised, Jim Carper. Well, what the hell wow. do you want me to do, Jim? You think Bob Linsky's going to come on this show? What the hell do you want me to do? I'm a, I'll be the first in line to agree with you that what used to be called the press in this country is now a Democratic operative. And they are protecting Biden. You've it's been pathetic. Saying that, you've been saying that for years. This is ridiculous. Biden's, they're, all, they're, they're paving the way for Biden. I said earlier, Bob Linsky sounds like a terribly credible guy. He's willing to put himself forward. He's got the information, and no one's paying any attention to him, except maybe the Justice Department will. But not before November 3rd. Mm-hmm. Nope. Heritage Square is on the north uh, and west end. It's where, like, where Blue Barn is and that kind of stuff. That's the new Heritage Square. Think they'll be open today? Probably not, but if they What does this guy want me to do? Devote every show to Hunter Biden? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to. Right. Oh, okay. But here's why he's frustrated. He's frustrated because ABC News, the New York Times, they keep doing the same stuff, uh, run over the same stories with the president, and Biden Biden doesn't get the same treatment. So most uh, Trump backers are frustrated because they're never going to get that same over. And I agree, it's 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 sickening because it's just overkill. I don't want to talk about a Hunter Biden every single day. It, it can't be in the news every single day. But it's also the case, too, of people want something covered because that's what their own personal beliefs might be. I think that's the case with, with this particular emailer as well. And I'm not ripping him for it. Right. I'm just saying a lot of people that find a certain subject interesting and when it's not being covered they lash out to an entity that they do listen to, which happens to be us. Rook, you were yep. wondering if... Uh, go with e- that. Yep. Rook, you were wondering if EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake would store your scooter yeah. over the winter. They will. Oh, they I will? just got word okay. from Tim Bloom. This is a done deal. That's a done uh, deal. I'm they offer it. indoor heated winter storage and service on scooters and electric bikes and a limited number of motorcycles. Most scooter brands run 229 bucks, and that includes a full spring tune-up and battery maintenance all winter. 
Electric bikes run 209 bucks and include full spring tune-up and battery maintenance all winter. Motorcycles run 150 bucks for storage and battery maintenance with additional costs for spring tune-up at 20% off normal labor rates. Customers can drop off beginning November 10th and pick up at the end of March. We can also pick up and re-deliver to the Twin Cities for a small fee. Mm. I'm taking advantage of this. Yep. Get that damn thing out of the garage. Gives me a little more room. Amen. They'll store it up at EcoFun, do the complete tune-up, maintain the battery, and bing, bang, boom. And re-deliver it to me. Take the lawnmower and take the... I could drive it to Forest Lake, but man, that would take me a long time. No, I love the convenience of uh, his crew up there, for sure. EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. It's a wonderful, wonderful recreation equipment stop. Uh, Best sales of the year on right now. And this delightful discovery that they'll take care of the winter storage here, of your here. e-bike or your scooter at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61. Where else? On Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Make it good, readers. Oh. University no, of Garage this one's Montana. great. Oh. College of Self-Esteem. Oh. Is this Dylan? It's the moment of time Here's where Joe Kenny Sucher. and Joe complain about the bumps. Let's give the him five is this Dylan? Yes. Well, I'm not well, complaining about it's Dylan. Good. It's good, but I mean every day. Come let's, on. It sounds like, no. let's give him something to talk about. You know what we're talking about? <laughs> what? Electricity. Ah. Electricity. Electricity. You know by now that Livewire is the official contractor of Garage Logic. The official yes. electrical contractor, I should yes. add. Yes. Troy and Tim can save you money on your electric bill with solar. Take care of all of your electric needs as well. So if you're doing any kind of commercial tenant build out, call Livewire. They specialize in helping all kinds of businesses doing builds out, build outs, remodels. Maybe you got a great deal on some new property and you need to fix it up. Then that's when you call Troy and Tim at Livewire. If you need to upgrade your panel or add circuits, Livewire can help. They can also help you in your home with traditional electrical work, including replacing and upgrading those circuit breakers, breakers, adding outlets, installing car chargers, and backup generators. It's winter, let's face it. Bottom line, you need electrical work? You get them a call at Troy and Tim. Live Wire is the name. They're GLers. They'll take great care of you. They're online at LiveWireSolarMN.com. Write it down. LiveWireSolarMN.com. Yes, they can get you solar, and they'll tell you all about it. But they are fantastic electrical contractors that can get you out of a uh, a bind. Uh-huh. That is LiveWire, LiveWireSolarMN.com. Hey, Joe, really quick. I know you were wondering about the Biden stop in St. Paul today. I actually have a little preview Oh, um, of what he's going to plan to uh, one of his this? one of his strategies that he's going to plan on. I will lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, could you repeat that? You should what? see. What the, did he uh, say? You should see the signer on that. When the signer just yeah. kind of what the hell was uh, that? Okay, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Biden, uh, what, what's your strategy? I will lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. <laughs> what? What? I love that. I love that. Oh, I just re- I forgot to respond to your text. I'll send you that link. Okay, yeah, yeah. do that. For Let sure. me tell you something. Talk uh, to me. Yeah, I consider him a friend because we had him on the air in 1999. For God's sakes, David Galertner, a computer science professor at Yale, and he wrote a book called What Rook? Uh, Drawing Life, Surviving the Unabomber. He had he had received a package from the Unabomber and opened it and was severely injured and it turned his life around and. 
and just made him an academic who was not afraid at all to speak his mind. And we had a wonderful discussion with him. I'd love to call him again. I think I will. He had a piece in the Wall Street Journal today uh, pointing out that uh, Biden has absolutely no more idea about how to handle this coronavirus than Trump. He has offered not one single plan that differs from anything Trump has done. Are you kidding me? Did you not hear his plan? I couldn't I'll understand it. I'll an effective strategy to mobilize yeah. true international effort to pressure. True international pressure. Did his teeth fall out at that point? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> the only thing he's offered, Such, is criticism of the way Trump handles it, and he assures us the day uh, the day after the election he's he's going to start taking care of this. Yep. Well, you heard it. It's going to be true. Instead of a careful, serious, scientifically informed and fast solution to the COVID problem, Mr. Biden offers his good fairy waiting impatiently in the wings. The COVID fairy explains why Democrats can't answer any serious questions about their plan. Who will develop the new drugs? Roughly how long should it take? What kind of head start has the president's Operation Warp Speed supplied? Science can be useful, even when Republicans pay for it. Does the new approach center on disease management or a vaccine or both? How many vaccine doses will be available? When and for whom? Democrats are at a loss because the good fairy won't say. But the bottom line is this. One wave of her magic wand and the COVID fury will make everything better. Eventually, a President Biden would be forced to do what Mr. Trump is doing already. Provide as much federal support as possible for the new drugs and treatment we need. Biden has no clue any more than any of us, and certainly no more than Trump, on how to handle this virus. And it took a a computer science professor at Yale, uh, who's got a giant pair on him now that he doesn't give a bleep about the failed academy, uh, he can always re- be relied on to write interesting, interesting pieces. Stacy, the GL geologist, wants us to know a 7.0 earthquake uh, near Greece. Ooh, yeah, that's she's a big rumbling, one. huh? Right. And Jordy uh, linked me to a piece uh, in which you can see video of a looter in Philadelphia uh, taking uh, loot from other looters. <laughs> Wait, what? looting each other and he looting wants us looted. to all sing along looters who loot looters are the luckiest <laughs> looters, looters in the world, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh okay people uh, God love you for thinking that I have the wisdom of Solomon I don't and I've got really two heartfelt emails here one first one I'm really hesitant to to read what I'm going to. Joe, I need your deep thoughts. My 17-year-old granddaughter asked, what is the purpose of human life if at the end we die? In this world of none, for religion, fear of climate change, presidential politics, BLM, failed academy, sex without commitment, abortion on demand, etc., what is the purpose of your, what is the purpose of life? Have your kids asked this question? Your thoughts are needed. Longtime listener, love the podcast, Warren Pekulski. God, Warren. Uh, I've, my, well, isn't my, that just an angsty question that we've all, all asked ourselves? And then finally, at some point, I just decided the point of life is to just live. Just that, hang on and see what happens. That's Let's always go. been my answer. The point of life is living. Yeah, don't, it's don't all live about in the fear. ride. Don't live in yeah. fear. Yep. Point of Let's life is to live. See what happens. You know, it could end tomorrow or... I don't know, next 10 minutes. Uh, and do your best. Do yeah, your best. have fun. Do your best. And you'll, sc- and you'll screw up mightily along the way. Oh, oh my okay. goodness, yeah. Yep. Yep. Learn from your mistakes. Guess who's yeah. about to get canceled, ladies and gentlemen? Hmm. 
Uh-oh. Brett, David Gallertner? Brett Favre. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, he, he endorsed no, Trump. He just do. endorsed Donald Trump for president. Ooh. Oh. But he hasn't been canceled. How do you cancel Brett Favre? Favre. 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 Well, they'll find a way. They being the he's, great unwashed. Well, no, he still does a ton of endorsements. Mm. But... Well. Wow. He gets to he, endorse a candidate, doesn't he? Yes. Well, so does Jack Nicholas, who yesterday, and yep. everybody went nuts. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill anybody, people. He endorsed a but candidate. He's allowed to do that. What's the black have. rapper who just endorsed him? Not 50 That's Cent. That's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Yeah, Lil, Lil Wayne. Wayne's taking grief, huh? Yep. Lil Wayne gave him the nod. Mm-hmm. They have what is called, I'll clean it up, screw you money. True. Gotcha. That's true. I don't, so, I don't have that. Yeah. No. I have that I'm screwed money. Second. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Second email, you can call me Roger from Illinois if you'd like. What? No hail the flashlight king on this one. Oh. I just had my 24-year-old daughter come into our house and declare that we were ruining her life with our vote. In her school years, I would pick her up and she would immediately ask me to turn on the funny guys. That would be you and Roycey. We would celebrate many a garage door opener together for years, laughing all the way home. In the golden days, I worked with your brother, John. I'm a personal friend of Stephen C., the pianist. I'm a GLer from days gone by, and I have made my grunt runs. This week, my daughter stopped in for two full minutes. I asked why she wasn't returning my texts or emails. It had been almost three weeks. She stood in the kitchen and declared that the votes she knew we were casting were going to destroy the lives of the people she loved. I stood in awe. I told her that the votes either of us cast would not change the love either of us had for each other. Right. She huffed and puffed and threw up her hands and stomped out the door to her car. I felt inclined to draft her this email. God, I hope I don't get that. Did this say don't read this? Roger from Illinois. Nope, no, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. He's Roger from Illinois. Illinois. My dear daughter, sorry that you feel the way you do, that the votes we cast destroy your life. Your vote doesn't change the love we have for you. Our vote doesn't change and shouldn't change how we feel about another human being. We are all one race under God. When I was in your age, when I was your age, I was a liberal too. Winston Churchill once said that if you're not a liberal at 25, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative at 35, you have no brain. When you are 65 and mom and I are long dead and gone, I hope you have the opportunity to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You will get out of life what you put into it. The government is not meant to provide everything for you. Socialism has not benefited any country that has tried it. Read up on your history. A vote is not a valentine for the candidate. It's a chess move for your future. I certainly don't agree with the way Trump handles himself. He obviously would not be a friend of mine. However, I do agree with the founders of this wonderful country. I agree with the Constitution, and I vote to maintain those privileges. I am voting for the right to praise my God without fear. I'm voting for every unborn soul and against the genocide of a generation by abortion. I'm voting for freedom in the American dream. I'm voting for the electoral college and the republic in which we live. I'm voting for the police and law and order. I'm voting for the Supreme Court to remain intact with nine justices. I'm voting for the Second Amendment. I'm voting for the military and the veterans who fought and died for this country. I'm voting for the flag that is routinely being burned in democratic cities. I'm voting for the right to speak my opinion and not be censored. 
I'm voting for secure borders. I'm voting for good against evil. I'm not just voting for one person. I'm voting for the future of my country. In God we trust, Dad. What? A fantastic yeah. email. Wow, you got a good dad there, young lady. I wouldn't upset him. That's powerful. And unfortunately, you know what, what he's witnessing mm. is the entitled generation that are now adults. I, but at, at some point, she changed, you know. She went, went through a change. She might have very well gone through the failed academy. The, yeah, there, nailed it. Absolutely. But this is all true, true. Uh, this is happening in many millions of homes in America. Yep. Many millions of homes. If you're going to allow... I know it firsthand. I've seen yep. it. It's happening. It's, look, it's happening here in my house. You, you guys, we, we make it a bit, but <clears throat> honest to God... Yep. Uh, I know what you. Go, I know what you go through. I've been there. It's it's, uh, and I can handle it. It's fine, but yeah, <laughs> we got Sorry. it. Sorry, let's not go there. Let's yeah. not go there. Just keep plowing through. You're on. Okay, a I'm losing track. I'm yep. losing track. I, I know people with millennial children, and they are experiencing this. Yep. They are experiencing this. That their own uh, parents, they they look at their own parents, and find them at fault. And when the parents try to get to the bottom of that question at fault for what uh they struggle to come up with an answer because they've been brainwashed they've been brainwashed because it's going through it with my uh youngest sister who's oh how old she is born in 72 you know um we're going to hell because she's 48 yeah because of our political views she's won't talk to us I've had that with a niece and with a sister and brother-in-law uh, that when she found out that I was Facebook friends with Bob Kroll, sent a message to me. And, I, and I've, I've been Facebook friends with Bob Kroll, but we don't interact. I, have, you know, I haven't seen him. The last time I saw him was at the airport. But she said, when are you going to unfriend this MFR? And she tried to Jeez. bully me. And I didn't say anything. I blocked her. And then she found out that I blocked her. She sent out... My uncle did this, and then he blocked me, and then it started a whole family S show. Wow. Well, then and she's a she, she. You know what she is? She's a meist. She's a meist, D- and it's 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 really sad because you know what? I, uh, Roger Teachworth, that used to be my neighbor. He's as left as can be at my old neighborhood. I'm Goodrich, and you know what? He, we were bipolar politically, but we could sit down and have a beer, have a scotch, and sit on the front porch. And he said, when you left. I love those discussions. Those are the best yeah. thing ever. Like Such said, you get to tell each other why you're wrong, but exactly. you're still friends. And yeah. no hate at all. I remember a time, though. I remember a time when you never uh, looked at your friends and then decided whether they were going to be your friend based on their politics. Oh, God, no. no I remember no, no, a time no. when you did. it didn't even occur to you to wonder about your friend's politics. Yeah. Well, that's where I, I'm still at that. A lot of my friends are Democrats. Okay, but what? I, I don't have a problem with it. What? So, the, so am I. So are, so, are, so are mine. I don't care. What? Yeah. What is that makeup then? I've got, at the airport, uh, I've got my buddy Thomas. He pegged me for a Trumper from the first 10 seconds I saw him. <laughs> oh, I know. You a Trumper. You a Trumper, ain't you? And so politically, we're, we're complete. We're, but... He loves me, and I love him. I would, you know, I'd stand in. Oh, I wouldn't stand in front of the bus for him, but I I might yell at him to get out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta yell him to get out of the way. But he's riding me hard. I can't believe you. I can't believe you. And we'd still would go out and have a beer sometime. It's what, what, 
is the what's in the makeup of someone that makes him so hateful versus I don't I love I don't Tom's. Know. You know what? I, I, know. I think I have it, and we were gonna play this. I think now's the best time, Kenny. Kenny retweeted a video from David Bowie of David Bowie, excuse me, from back in nineteen ninety nine, and I think this conversation is the perfect time to play this. It's about ninety seconds long. But what is it specifically about the internet? I mean, anybody can say anything. Uh, yeah. And it all adds up to what? I mean, it seems to me there's no, there's nothing cohesive about it in the way that there was something cohesive about the, re the youth revolution in music. Oh, but the, absolutely. And because I think that we, uh, at the time, up until at least the mid-70s, really felt that we were still living under the... Uh, 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 or in the guise of a, a single and absolute uh, created society where there were known truths and known lies and there was no kind of duplicity or pluralism about the things that we believed in. That started to break down rapidly in the 70s and the idea of a, a duality in the way that we live. In, in There are always two, three, four, five sides to every question that this singularity disappeared. And uh, that, I believe, has produced such a medium as the internet, which absolutely establishes and shows us that we are living in total fragmentation. I don't think we've even seen the tip of the iceberg. I think the potential of what the internet is going to do to society, both good and bad, is unimaginable. I think we're actually on the cusp of something exhilarating and terrifying. It's just a tool though, isn't it? No, it's not. No. No, it's an alien life form. What do you think, I mean, when you think then about the Is there life on Mars? Yes, it's just landed here. But yeah. that's, it's a simply a different delivery system there. You're arguing about something more profound. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the actual context and the state of content is going to be so different to anything that we can really envisage at the moment, where the interplay between the user and the provider will be so in simpatico, it's going to, it's going to crush our ideas of what m mediums are all about. Holy crap. That's 21 years ago. Wow. Amazing, isn't it? And he nailed, nailed it. it. He absolutely nailed it. David Bowie, by the way. Kenny retweeted it at MSP underscore traffic if you'd like to find it. Why has that appeared now? Is there some reason for that? I didn't even pay attention to why it appeared. I don't, oh, uh, oh, Heather, uh, Heather Hying retweeted it. That's who I uh, t retweeted it from. She's uh, Brett's wife, Dark Horse Podcast. You oh, I see. Never to, never to speak of it again. Yeah. Well, getting back to the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roger from Illinois and his 24-year-old daughter. But doesn't that explain it, Joe, to a certain extent? Uh, to a certain extent, the uh, her dependency on the Internet and social media platforms, I would imagine, has a great deal to do with the rejection. I, I, I hope for Roger's sake it's not long-lasting. But I can I I know this. I've seen families where this is happening. I've seen families where the 23 and 24 year old son and daughter uh, look down at their parents and believe them to be to believe them to be antiquated and not willing enough to uh, uh, to realize that they have a better view of the world. And in so doing, what these 23 and 24 year olds have done is completely ignore the history of this country. Mm -hmm. They have completely abandoned. 
what what the what our forefathers went through so that these 23 and 24 year olds are currently enjoying the life they're they're enjoying they've completely abandoned that hmm. wow i'd like to do you do you still have the uh, email i'd like you to forward that to me uh, never <laughs> guess you yeah. kidding me yeah he uh <laughs> Uh, we can I mean, dig look, it out of his. We can dig it out of his trash bin, can't we, Chris? Uh, those hey. words need. Roger's words yeah, need to right be re, re, uh, re-read. Well, let's see if I can Re-read. find it. Okay, let's. Uh, well, I tell you what, Joe. While you're doing that, why don't I? Uh, why don't I give the fine folks a great message about our friends at the Chill Boys? Huh? I wish you would. Uh, by the way, I. Uh, I opened up a giant can of worms the other day. Um, yeah, yeah. I was How's the, that going? I was Are in they the front showing yard. Up yet? Oh yeah, I was in the front yard. This was uh, last night, putting the garbage out, and the uh, the neighbor took the nightly walk with the dog, and he said, "Hey Reeves, uh, what time should I swing by on Saturday for my chill boys?" I went, "Damn it! I shouldn't have said that. I was giving that out as uh, for trick or treaters. That were the dads that were out with the trick or treaters. Yeah, like, I was going to give little, them chill boys. A little something special. So uh, anyway, I might be going to chillboys.com starting on Ooh. Sunday and placing my order. And you should too as well. The entire crew here in GL has made the transition. You should also. The most comfortable underwear you will ever own, hands down. Also, go online to chillboys.com. Any order that's over forty dollars, by the way, ships. Fast and free throughout the entire glorious United States of America. Check out their entire selection of performance boxers, bamboo boxer briefs, really cool performance t-shirts, sunglasses, so much more. A great local Minnesota company. Thank you to all that have emailed about your satisfaction. Let them know at Chill Boys that you heard about it right here on GL. You find that email, Brad? I did. It's he been did. forwarded to uh, I've already, Kenny. I already have it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice job, mm-hmm. Joe. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. Man, you are getting so progressive, finding deleted emails, <laughs> voting early. Look at you being progressive. Yeah, well, go get me Patrick, okay? Okay, sounds good. Oh, we're going to come back with a surprise guest. All right. Oh, Oh, good, good, good. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Who does that song? I believe that's Dylan Height. It's fantastic. Dave Dahl, you're one of three guys I know. I'm serious because I've been thinking a lot about it. You're one of three guys I know who have remained with your original employer. Really? Yeah. I know uh, I know a lawyer who's now retired from day one with an original employer. I know a younger guy from day one. He's still with his original employer. And you have been with Hubbard for 42 years. That's unheard of, especially in your business. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd hate to correct you, but it's 43 and a half. I'm, I'm sorry. 43 <laughs> and a half. Thanks for I'm counting the days here, buddy. So, Dave, I've got a question. You know, uh, are you going to get the Rosen and Shelby treatment? I mean, were you going to start the four-month goodbye to you? No. no, no we're not going to do that? Okay. No. You know, this is, they, they asked me if you want if I wanted a celebration, I said, you know, well, who's celebrating this year? I almost said right. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't say that. <laughs> no, no, don't do it now. It now. That's okay. <laughs> now the mics are rolling. Okay. Are it's you going to retire that crummy cardboard snow meter that you drag <laughs> yes. out from the props department every year? <laughs> yes, and, but you know what? It's got it's got some good truth to it. I mean, the thing may look silly, but... Uh, oh, you already rolled it out this year, I right? Did. I did it already. Well, I go. missed it. Switch, I missed it. What was your prediction? Yeah, thanks for watching, Joe. Appreciate it, Dave. Appreciate That's five it. on your channel. <laughs> Hence why he's retiring. Right. <laughs> 
Joe I, didn't watch. I went with 60, I think I went with 65 inches this year. That's too much. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a lot. That's a lot. lot. Well, we already have, what, eight un- we recorded have, already? Al- almost nine, a little over nine, <laughs> yeah. I think, already. So, yeah, we're way ahead of schedule here. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be an active year, I think. It's going to be one of those La Nina years where it goes up and down. You know, we have warm and then extremely cold and then snowy and then not snowy. And, yeah, kind of like my whole life. <laughs> Under the department of who gives a bleep, yeah. if you say it now, oh. how many times were you offered other gigs? Around the country, even. Uh, yeah, quite a few. I was offered uh, in Boston, Dallas, uh, Seattle, and I just stuck around. Why? <laughs> Why in the hell are you still here? Loyal. I love it. Well, all my family's here, and I, I, you know, the Hubbard family has been good to me. So right. I, I appreciate. Boy. I appreciate Dave the too, fact Dave. that us well, too. I know. Well, yeah. they gave us. They gave me a you know a chance as a kid out of college. I was twenty three, mm-hmm. and uh, they said I hadn't had no experience whatsoever. And they gave me a chance, and it worked out great. I mean, it's literally was your first job. It was. You didn't train in the minor leagues. No, no. It's amazing. You it's know, amazing in that industry. Dave Rook and I can understand. I mean, we've been offered gigs, you know, all over the country. If I had the list, you know, <laughs> if I had the list, you'd be here for an hour. Yeah. Okay. It's just, um, did you jump into it with Mr. Roy Finden? I did. Roy was when I was starting. Jeez. I was doing a lot of behind the scenes, but Roy was uh, doing the weekends, and I was doing a lot of his graphic work for him. And this the was magic when, marker. Yeah, that's, well, this is the beginning when we had the magic marker. But then we also just started using uh, what we call GDOS. It was a graphic disk operating system. And we, we could make a box on the air. And I thought that was just great. I, you know, I spent a half an hour so right. I could draw a box on the air. But, um, yeah, those are, those are the good old days. What's the biggest technological advance in the last 43 years in your department, in the weather department? A I would snow have, meter. <laughs> yeah, Not yeah that snow <laughs> I would have to say uh, the graphics displays. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's been amazing. And you know, the radar has made some big advances as well. You know, we started with uh, powerful radar. But then we uh, increased the power of ours to a million watts, and that was a big deal back then. I think we were one of the first ones to go with a very powerful radar. So that, that was another big advancement. And the accuracy of your forecast is still as bad as it was 43 years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, Dave, Dave, I'm kidding. The reason I say that, though, is uh, I would imagine, you correct me if I'm saying the wrong sentence, but... Do you think we know anything more now about this so-called climate change than we did 43 years ago? No. I don't either. No. (laughs) Unfortunately, not much. And, you know... The climate has always changed. Absolutely. Climate change will change. It's just a matter of if humans are causing it. And, you know, we're an egotistical bunch, but we humans don't have much of of an influence on the climate. The climate is gigantic. You know, I hate that when people put climate together with environment those are two different things right environment we can control i move my chair and my and i change my environment right yeah we can change our environment uh and i i'm all for you know cleaning up the the lakes i'm all for cleaning up the acid rain that we have in northern minnesota that problem is just huge i uh, used to go up fishing with my son all the time and i've seen the change happen up there because of acid rain mm-hmm. but we can't change the climate it, no. we can't do that we're not nope. strong enough we don't have enough influence on that so you know let's spend our billions of dollars on something that we can actually cause a change in and that's that's causing some of this pollution that we have a deal with um with carbon is not a pollution i i that's another thing that i really dislike is when people say carbon is a 
is a pollutant. It isn't. We need it for life. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have carbon, we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, my knowledge of you would suggest you're, you might be leaving uh, Channel 5, but I can't see you embracing a full-time retirement lifestyle. I got to think you have things in mind that you want to do. I've got I've got some things lined up, I hope. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Otherwise, I'll be out on the street corner next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> when Suits pulls up off of 94, yeah. we'll work for... <laughs> hey, I know you. <laughs> uh, you do I'll try jo- to disguise myself. But. You do join a list in 2020 of uh, some other uh, broadcast legends. Pat Kessler is retiring, uh, Pat Evans from CARE, and uh, CCO's Bill Hudson. So that's What's 2020 is bringing down all these legends? 2020 is just, uh, is, as we all know, it's, it's a year that no, none of us saw coming. No. I'm not going to set my clock back. I'm afraid even one extra hour of 2020 <laughs> scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, I want it to go as fast as possible, and let's hope that next year is better. Doll, I be. had no idea that you were the guy that gave the go-ahead to Barlow. Uh, and I love Barlow. He yeah. is just an absolute nut. He's good And dude. Uh, he fits in so perfect downstairs in the morning show with all those guys. Yep. And, yeah, and he's actually a pretty good dude uh, off cam, too. So uh, thanks for that. Yeah, no, that was, uh, we, we had a, a great, I, I remember when he came and we met with uh, the Hubbard family, we met at um, Town and Country for lunch. And uh, never heard of it. <laughs> what, did you, what did you have? Uh, yeah. As much as possible. Okay, I think right, I had a right. steak. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it was it was awesome. And, and he fit right in. So that was perfect. Well, man, you were great to us. We had 25 years with you on the radio. It was oh, fantastic. Joe, wasn't he a good sport? You, yes. There's no hey, time to be, hey, be humble, but you were such hey, a great sport. Hey, Dave, remember that one time, Dave, when I when I kissed you on the face at yes, the state fair? I loved it. I, I still get comments about that. They go, are you sure Kenny was, was not you know, full of disease when he kissed you? Oh, right. right. That would have sure. terrified me, doll. That would have yeah. terrified me. Yeah. But, and uh, do you remember what I asked you in the elevator at the Christmas party? Yes, that's right. How did, your, how did your doctor appointment go? What yeah, was, was it? That, no, did, uh, what do you say about those crabs? You did yeah, those yeah. things all cleared up and changed it. Took it like a man. We, yeah, we had like 15 in the... Took it like a man. Just red face that and just... the holiday no, party. He just shook his head. No, no. I just turned around and left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I love you. Thank you for being a good sport. Hi, Odie. Hi, Odie. Hi, Odie. Hi, Odie. Hi, Odie. Debris, Odie. Debris. Oh, my God. You played that. And debris, still, debris. debris. Oh, I forgot about debris. Oh, and then we doctored it up to make it sound like there's an effing funnel. Yeah, <laughs> and Dave was like, my kids aren't listening to the show. Please, can you take that off? Oh, it's debris. I wish you guys debris. Find, yeah. Now find it. Can you find the doctored one? Oh, hang on. Here, wait. I'm standing oh. up. I'm pulling it right out of my ass right now. Hang on. <laughs> well, you know he was going to drop by. That's an image I will never forget. Did you see me, Do you I see me saw him pull it out of his, there, Dave? his butt? Oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> Hi, Odie. I don't know. I was going to say howdy and hi, and it came out. I know. And he knew right away. He knew right away that he wanted to just pull those back into his mouth if he was going to get extra uniform. But can't you find the debris, debris that we had fun with? You know what? I think I found it. Uh, I did. Oh, no. Oh, give me a a second here. Just give me one second because I think I found it. They may may cut me loose before the end. No, no, no. Actually, I found it. Here you go. Oh, 
did we run that thing into the ground every that's time? That's not the one I'm thinking of. Oh, no. that's not? No. Oh. He's, he's thinking of the one where you changed the words when I was watching the funnel and did that. Uh, it's probably in a cart somewhere. Tornado Joe. chase. Yeah. Yeah. When that's... I have to poop, I count on day. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're you're on record as possibly having one of the funniest lines ever. Oh, don't tell Dave. Don't tell Dave. Oh, can I hear it? Don't tell him. Can no, I we didn't save it. About yeah. No, I did oh. not yes, save it. No, he deserves it. Dave's no. the kind of guy who can handle it. Okay, I can okay. handle it. What did he I'm say? apologize in advance, Dave. That's okay, Kenny. It was a news story, right, Joe, out of uh, uh, Arizona? I don't even recall. I just remember what Kenny said. Yep. What did well, he it say? Was something oh, it was, a weather, the was a weather person who showed up at somebody's house. Oh, right. Yep. Uh, right. For what reason? Because she had basically lost everything. I don't know if it was a storm, a fire, whatever, but she lost all of her belongings. You know, I think she lost her pet dog. She lost oh, everything. Wow. Yeah. And I think the weather guy brought a gift p- a pack. It or was something. a station yeah. umbrella. A station oh umbrella. Yeah. yeah. An umbrella. Yeah, yeah, hey, it. thanks for being yeah. such a great viewer yeah. all these years. Yeah. Oh, my. And Kenny said. Uh, Dave probably would have asked her to marry him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Dave would have no, given her a ring. Dave would have no. given her an engagement ring. That was. Oh the no! Kenny, we we're going to shy away from that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Oh, Kenny, holy! I immediately God. regretted it. I immediately regretted uh, it. No, he did. Dave, he loved. No, I know. Yeah, he. Yeah. he, yeah. he I yeah. didn't regret my elevator line. You for didn't sure. regret was, it. That was you didn't regret it. I, I didn't regret it. It was very, <laughs> yes, very funny. Yes, very, very funny. Yeah. Well, Dave, again, thank you for all the years. It was really great. Oh, yeah. It's been no awesome. Kidding, thank Dave. you. And Thanks the state for fair me. visits. The state fair visits oh, well, those are coming were out. Fun. Yeah, yeah, you were he really always got the loudest applause. Oh, yes, no, no question. No, no question, Dave. You were always. Everybody loved seeing you out at the fair. It was a good time. Yeah, it it's, it, it's a lot of fun knowing you, Dave, uh, especially when I'm meeting my old friends and family and they see you uh, or they, they, they bring you up and I'm like, yeah, I know Dave. He, he's no big deal. <laughs> good. Yeah, Thanks, right, Kenny. Right. Uh, that's true. It's true. Thanks, no, thanks, Dave. Thanks, thanks for stopping yeah. by. David Congratulations Wallace. Congratulations on one hell of a career. Damn. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yep. All right. Thank you. Don't you just love the fall in Minnesota? This is the time of year that people are supposed to be done picking apples and making apple crisp and apple pie and caramelizing apples. All those delicious things to eat. In Minnesota, you can be picking apples one day and shoveling snow the next. So what do apples and insurance have in common? When it comes to getting an insurance quote, many people want an apples to apples comparison. The Canopy Group can't do that. Here's why. The Canopy Group believes clients deserve only the best insurance coverage for the best price. That's why they only offer combined single limit coverage. It's the best. Most captive carriers only offer split limit coverage. This type of coverage leaves you open to gaps at claiming time. That doesn't sound good, does it? It's not good for you. The Canopy Group is often able to increase coverage from split limit to combined single limit and save clients money in the process. If you want an apples to apples comparison, be prepared. The Canopy Group's apples are much bigger and better than the competition. To make sure you're getting the best insurance, call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com.
Hey, Pat. Yes, sir. How yes. deeply yes. fearful, how deeply fearful are you of the future of your favorite game? What? What am I upset about now? Baseball. Uh... Pitching. What do you mean, time and pulling pitches. Pitching, pitching. Time yeah. and, well, the Blake yeah, Snell thing I, was horrible. I am, I am, uh, I am uh, worried about uh, that. You know, I keep saying that they they talk about this and they talk about that. They got to figure out how to play faster. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what they need to do. People are not the game. Uh, we talked about this the other day. That the, one of the craziest, greatest World Series games ever. Uh, the one that uh, Tampa Bay won to. Uh, tie the series at two and two on the weirdest play, you know, a, a, a play right out of those Highland Park Little League fields you used to see down there, Joe, when you were mm-hmm. watching your grandkids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, and it took four hours and 10 minutes. How many people mm-hmm. were still watching? It occurred, mm-hmm. it, it occurred after, uh, after 250 minutes, who was mm-hmm. left? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, my concern, my concern with the analytics is that analytics might be useful, giving giving you a long view of predictability, yeah. but it cannot take into account the current moment. That is true, and uh, even Mr. Mackey, who I used to spend uh, quite a bit of time on the radio with, uh, screaming about the changes that were coming to baseball, and I've been converted to some degree then that that uh, this stuff uh, works uh, to some degree, the shifts and all that. But uh, even he was, uh, when I talked to him, was saying, uh, you, you, "You at some point you got to use logic, not just numbers, right?" Mm-hmm. When your best pitcher is throwing the best he possibly can, you should be in no hurry to take him out of the game. That's mm-hmm. uh, that, Pat, that's certainly. Pat, I was uh, listening to Dan Patrick when I was driving in here today, and he had uh, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts on his program, and he said, uh, at what point, uh, whether you, you know it was early in the series, late in the series, at what point did you know you were going to win the World Series? And he said, the minute they took out Blake Snell, we knew we were going to win. <laughs> well... Uh, that's uh, good for Dave. That's uh, that's good. Did they ask him at what point he knew the Red Sox were going to beat the Yankees when they were down three games? <laughs> when I stole second base. <laughs> when I stole second base. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I think the Dodgers, uh, as Smoltz pointed out, the Dodgers were relieved, and it's a bad move. It's a bad pitching move when the other team is happy that you made it. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's uh, – that's, uh, that's probably a pretty good comment by him. I was, you know, I did. It didn't occur to me that not only was this the uh, anniversary of the uh, of Jack Morris pitching ten innings. Uh, this did not only occurred on October twenty seventh. It was also Smoltz losing that game and go to the eighth inning. So you had, you know, Smoltz was uh, describing the game and having, uh, you know. Get, as a rookie getting taken out, or a very young pitcher getting take out, taken out of that game in the eighth inning, and uh, somebody asked me in modern, in modern strategies, when would have Morris and Smoltz been taken out of the game? I would have guessed that uh, Morris, they wouldn't have gotten Morris until maybe Lonnie Smith's hit. You know that what was that in the eighth or whatever it was. You mean the Pendleton they might have gotten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pendleton and Lonnie Smith screwing it up, but not scoring. Uh, 
to tell that incident, but he probably would have gotten hooked down, or maybe when the bases were loaded and uh, what nobody out, he popped the guy up and got the double play. Yep. They might have taken. He might not have had a chance to pitch there, and Smoltz probably would have, as a younger pitcher, probably would have been hooked two innings earlier. So, I don't know what we're going to do about it. But uh, they look at the ratings, man. Uh, Lucille Ball reruns are beating them. They're in trouble, man. Five. They were in the five share. Five something. Gopher shouldn't have any problems tonight, should they? Maryland is so feisty that the Gophers. <laughs> After throwing up on themselves in the season opener and looking pathetic, are 21-point favorites. What? Wow. At, least, at least they opened at 21 points. I don't know if they still are. but wow. they're, they're three touchdown favorites after coming off that performance. And by the way, they are also now the favorites to win the Big Ten West since Wisconsin might not play for three weeks. And not be able to, uh, and then when they do come back, they might not have any of their quarterbacks. If they come back earlier, they won't have any of their quarterbacks. So, uh, you know, the, all of a sudden Wisconsin, which was a lopsided favorite to win the Big Ten West, might not be eligible. If if everybody else plays eight and you only play five, you're not eligible to win the, uh, win the, win the West. So we might end up sending our feisty ghosts to play Ohio State in the conference championship game. Although, how far we're actually going to get through this season, who knows? You know, I, I don't know if they're going to make it or not. No, it changes every day. Yeah, well, Wisconsin's up to 16, 17 cases. I want to know, how come the staff members get more than the in, – in most places, the staff guys are getting more than the players. What are they doing? I don't Maybe know. You know, I don't know. I guess they're closer contact, maybe giving them back rubs or something. I don't know what the hell's going on, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it, What's really interesting, Joe, we got high school football again tonight, and nobody knows who they're playing it. Uh, you know, we, we got teams changing opponents at noon on Fridays because somebody finds out they had a positive test or what, somebody got sick and they – change the schedule. The two Lakevilles are supposed to play tonight, and uh, maybe two of the better teams in the state, but God knows if somebody gets the case, who they might end up playing. Didn't Edina look for an opponent to play in a homecoming game last week? They got Bemidji, which came down and handed them their lunch. Oh, boy. 35-0, I think. In fact, Edina's are really down. I I got a hunch the suburban moms in Edina have uh, taken an anti-football stance. I think their numbers must be bad because a couple of years ago they were still pretty good, but they're terrible this year. So. Yeah. Well, Patrick, I don't know what to tell you. Of uh, We can't really look forward to Sunday very much, can we? I would think the Packers uh, should be able to handle our, our collection of third-string cornerbacks. Uh, and, uh, you know, they two weeks ago, the Packers went to Tampa. They were god-awful. And, uh, and then they came back last week and beat Houston. So I don't know if, you know, I, I'm i not sure. I might be agree. I'm not sure the Vikings want to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they shouldn't. Yeah, you're right. They shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, I'm not sure that they, uh, they want to win. Hey, Pat. Hey, I just saw oh. something that the uh, – that there's some projections that have the Lance kid from Marshall, Minnesota, the North Dakota State kid, ahead of Justin Fields. What? From Ohio State. Really? 
they really think he's good, I guess. He did throw an interception in North Dakota State's one game of the fall, and it was the first one he'd thrown in a year. So uh, he's, 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 he must be something. I haven't gotten a chance to see him, but uh, that would be uh, – he could end up going second in the draft, they think. I'd take him over the current guy we have under center right now. Well, you know <laughs> – uh, I think you're in the majority when you say that. Yeah. That's for sure. Who's the Vikings' so, backup quarterback? A guy named Mannion. Uh, I know nothing about him. He's he's a he's a wily veteran, but uh, they got a kid from Washington. Uh, played at Washington. Went undrafted a couple of years ago. Everybody was excited about him. Jake Browning. If I were to get to the point where I'm just conceding games, I would play a guy like him and see if he's got anything, you know, because he's a athletic guy and a scrambler and certainly not uh, waste my time on Sean Mannion, who's not going to ever play for you in a, mean, you know, in a meaningful season. I, I would see if one of these young guys could play. You know who play. else they have uh, under contract, Patrick? Uh, your guy, Nate Stanley, the old Iowa Hawkeye. They drafted him in the seventh round last year. Boy, talk about two different uh, <laughs> style quarterbacks, too. He's a big old boy, isn't he? Yes. He's a, he's a, isn't he a great big guy? Yeah. He be a tight end or mm-hmm. something. So. I don't know, Joe, with the World Series over, and uh, our only options are football now, and we don't know if they're going to be canceled or not. Well, we got golf. We got the we got the golf coming up. And, They're in uh, Bermuda this weekend, and it's not much of a field. You know what? Uh, I watched a little of it yesterday. Nice view from that golf course. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't. No. Mind. Nice view there. I've never the been Bermuda. there. I'd love to go to Bermuda. Why don't you the take wife, to see Peter Bermuda? When we were in Florida last year, the wife wanted to go there for a couple of days, and I said, "Well, I'll check the prices." It's about six hundred a piece, so we didn't mm. go to Bermuda. <laughs> we didn't go to Bermuda, so but yeah. I think I've been there. Well, you should remember that, Ken. <laughs> that's that's his problem. He knows sure he's been, been there, there, but he doesn't remember it. <laughs> well, I, I there, a little ganja involved. You weren't out at Malik Beasley's house a month ago, were you? No, I think <laughs> oh, it's uh, this. Yeah. Uh, don't you? You've got to go, Roycey. We'll see you around. Buddy. <laughs> hey, Pat. Easy. Before we uh, before we cut you loose, though, so I know you're on your hey, way. Let's, Let's talk about Malik. Did you see the Malik story? Sure yes. Did. Well, my favorite part of the Malik story is to have some discipline in the house with the baby there. They had rules written down for where you could smoke marijuana. Did wow. you see that? That's good parenting. <laughs> they, they found the note. note with the rules where you could smoke marijuana. Oh, God. We didn't want it. we didn't want it to be around the baby. <laughs> oh my I word! Love, I love NBA players. They're the yeah. greatest man. It's yeah. unbelievable. The only, the only guy who got thrown out of the, I think the thrown out of the bubble down in Orlando was the guy who went to the strip club for chicken wings in Atlanta right. before he right. came there. I didn't go there to see the naked girls. I went for a chicken. They wings. got the good <laughs> wings. I like the strip club. Yeah, like Pac-Man. Hey, Pat, um, I know that you're on your way uh, to the state fairgrounds for the Joe Biden rally today. Did you hear his new strategy that he proposed this morning? What, not say anything? Nope, uh, we have it. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international effort to pressure. See? I think he's got her locked up. 
<laughs> Listen, it's it's a hard choice to make. You got Goofy versus Evil. I'll, back <laughs> I'll take Goofy over Evil any day. <laughs> and you know why I voted for Miss Omar, don't you? And yeah, because you, yeah, yeah. She Trump hates her. That is the number one quality anybody can have when I look at the ballot. Does Trump? Does Trump hate this person? If the answer is yes, uh, she gets a big check from me, man. <laughs> wow. Oh. Turns his back on Lacey Johnson just because Trump hates Omar. Right. <laughs> Trump would be too damn happy if Lacey won. Joe should have just wow. Joe should have just said he had the flu and going hiding here for about five days. Yeah. <laughs> let uh, let Barack make all the appearances for him, and we'd be good. I'll see you at the fairgrounds. All right, see you. Uh, all right, I, I got. I couldn't help myself. I know you. Wow. Could. I knew that was okay. Then. I knew that's what he was going to do. All right, hunters and GLers, listen up. Sunday, November first is the last day. How's that microphone now? Sound crystal great. clear. Sunday, November 1st, is the last day to deliver full carcass deer for processing at Spencer Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. So that's uh, Sunday, November 1st. So that would that would be an appeal to you bow hunters to be alert to the calendar. Spencer Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, uh, it's meat entertainment. It's the grand palace of delicious brats, steaks, Philly patties, rookie burgers, sliders, Thick-cut bacon, ham, salmon, jerky. It's just been a wonderful, wonderful discovery for the GLers. And the warning has been established, by the there way. Is a, there is a meatloaf warning? Yes. And uh, it, that it remains that, in effect for a, at least a week. That means uh, Reavers is considering the actions of the election Tuesday. Uh, the conditions are ripe for a... It's a meat. It's not even a watch. It's now an official meatloaf warning because... Uh, Reavers is known to buy as many as he can hold in his paws uh, to get out to the right. car. So have a word. If you want to want to beat Reavers to the punch, get to Grunhofer's right now. That's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. It's on Highway 61. Where else? Right at the north end of Hugo. Well, here we are, children. Thank you for attending the Extracurricular Halloween Fun Night. I'm Morgan Cuey Wolf Slattery, here to get you all prepared for Halloween. Now, first of all, we need to dress appropriately. No violent or condescending costumes. I'm going to be a cowboy with a big hat and two six-shooters at my side. Uh, I don't think I'll have any ammo, though. It doesn't matter. A cowboy is just wrong on so many levels. Any others? I'll be a secretary. I want to be a nurse. Because these are women's jobs? Honestly. Children, there is no trick or treat. Candy is bad for you, and dressing up in inappropriate costumes will give you nightmares. Do not race from house to house. If someone is going slower than you, shine your light ahead and say, Excuse us, passing on the left. Okay, pretend there's someone in front of you. What do you say? Hey, hurry up. We got a lot of potential bounty out here. Oh, children. What do we say on Halloween after ringing the doorbell at a home in our community? Trick or treat, money or eat. Give me some candy or I'll kick you in the seat. Hey, lady, out with the goods. I ain't got all night. No, no, no. Hey, hurry up. Ooh. Did we scare ya? Hey, lady. Did you hear what I said, good? No, no, no. We 
say wellness and equal opportunity. Wellness and opportunity? I don't even know what that means, you old bailiff. Take a tree mulligan. Q-E. Wolf. Sally. Happy Halloween, Exactly what that means, folks. The scramble, of course, is brought to you by the Minnesotan in downtown White Bear Lake. And also, uh, we got some pretty good videos. If you want to sp- uh, video your scramble, whether you're grabbing for a beer, whatever the heck you're doing, we want to see it. And again, you're not going to win anything but warmest personal regards. But I want you to do me a favor and celebrate the scramble with a hashtag scramble Friday. Just take a picture of yourself and do that. Now, I've got a special guest here that I want to talk to. Uh, I know it's a very political weekend, but uh, Mr. President, what in the heck are you doing in town? Well, it's a scramble Friday, and I'm at the Minnesotan downtown Wapper Lake. We're ready to celebrate Halloweeny, <laughs> that's what I call it, with all the evildoers tonight. Big party tonight at the Minnesotan. Live music from 6 to 9 p.m. And if you shop here at the Minnesotan in costume, you know, one of those Nixon masks or something, tonight you're going to save 25% off from 6 to 9 p.m. A lot of great stuff here, Rook. Just got my pushback yard sign and my common sense long sleeve. But I got to run. I'm going to go check on some great spots in downtown White Bear Lake, like 617. Oh, man. And Big Wood Brewery. I think Laura's already over there. Save me a, a, a great knee high. All right. All right, Mr. President, we're going to cut you off here. Just take a photo of yourself <laughs> celebrating the scramble with your great knee high or whatever you're doing. Hashtag Scramble Friday. All right, sounds good, huh? Yeah, that's right. The Minnesotan downtown White Bear Lake. Or on the internet. internet. So sometimes he's on the phone and sometimes he isn't. The Minnesotan.com. <laughs> Don't forget the W's. Get it? www.theminnesotan.com. Okay. 59.50. I didn't know you could count that high. Thanks, Prez. It's the Minnesotan. Hey, and speaking of that, Joe. Hello? Am um, I still on? No, you're on the phone. No, you're not. No. So, uh, Rook, as long as you're going to go run into the president up at the Minnesotan today, why don't you bring him some of that barrel strength uh, bourbon from our friends at Harmony or... um, are we out of supply? The one that, that used to buy, occupy the bottle that's probably at a recycling center uh, made quite a bit of noise when that baby hit the uh, recycling bin. But I will tell you, I like uh, I like nice whiskeys. Yes. I like nice bourbons. And that is fantastic. It and, was delicious. Uh, uh, today is their last Total Wine and More tasting. And today it's going to happen at the Minnetonka location, which is basically... At the intersection of 494 and 394 today from 3 to 6 p.m., 
I have a feeling that uh, my route home is going to swing over by Total Wine and more in a minute, Taka. Because yeah. I got to go west anyway, so why go not? go west, yeah. yeah. Uh, check out their Twitter account for future and upcoming tastings, by the way. Uh, at Harmony Spirits on Twitter. Also, HarmonySpirits.net is their website. They are local, handcrafted spirits made right here in Harmony, Minnesota. Check out the hours for that tasting room, Ooh, that beautiful tasting yeah. room. It's supposed to be a glorious week next week and this weekend. Why not? St- swing in, stop by, and please let the crew know. At Harmony Spirits, that you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic podcast. Very nice. Only, <laughs> only because he pops his bike. Only because your level is too high. <laughs> yep. you know? But if you just say only, only, only because only comes there directly from Mumbai. <laughs> only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai. Very soft, velvety India. tones. Hello, from Tom Lyman, who's in. Mumbai. Right. On this day in 1924. You don't tell me. In a rare instance of a Tong war in Minnesota, Wong C. Wing, a laundryman, is shot in Minneapolis. Tongs, Tongs, or merchant organizations, were initially formed to protect members from encroachment by rival Chinese businessmen, but now are usually just social groups. What was his name again? His name was Wong C. Wing. Mm. Ah. Laundry laundry man. Ah, I got it. I mean, there's a couple of stereotypes there that we want to stay away from. Well, among them, the laundry man part. Right, right. Right. Key. Key among them. And remember, back in 1950, on this day, the day before Halloween, it was 83 degrees. Ah. And on Halloween in 1950... It was 83 degrees, and that 83 I think it was on, our October, last one. Yeah. on October 31st, 1950, was the last sighting of an 80 on the forecast. Uh, uh, how about that? Uh, or on the map. I think I remember that. Unbelievable. It really was. I don't remember that one. I don't remember Well, that it was one. 1950, so Chris doesn't really either. But no, the I just 50s, remember saying at the beginning of the show. Uh, okay. You know what else was great about some of those long, glorious autumns in the 50s? Do tell. Burning leaves. Yeah, I wish the, I could burn some leaves. The world smelled so great. Oh, gee, that was wonderful. Kenny, what's in your burn pile up there right now? Uh, yeah. uh, that's none of your business. Okay, I'll shut up. A couple paint of paint cans. cans. Yes. Let's, uh, <laughs> no, let's, uh, can we just, uh, yeah. They want to find out whether, on. it looks let's, like the Pope is elected on. when you see the smoke <laughs> from Kenny's. Let's just uh, move on here, okay, uh, folks. Gotcha. Let's just move on. <sighs> I love Rook, a good burn pile, though. Rook, t- uh, Rook what time do you want me over tonight? Uh, you can come over anytime. Uh, the stew is being made this evening. Ooh. Preparations with the open-faced gutter to slide down that front uh, staircase. Are you really going to do that? Yeah. Oh. Just, just for fun. We're not really freaked out about COVID because you can still go through a drive-thru. You're still, I mean, there's no, we're COVID-free at our house, so, so we've quarantined forever. What did you do? You swung into Frats and bought some gutter? What did you do? Yeah, you go right over to Frats. has got a, like an open-faced gutter. And they're either uh, they cut them to order. You gotta. I don't know if every frats will have them, but uh, you just hook it up to the top of your uh, the uh, door, and you just slide them down. Kids are gonna love it. So well, if you go to the uh, if you go to the Minnesotan, you can do a three for. You can go to the Minnesotan. You there can you go, go to Fratelloni's, and you can go to Elevated. All there, bing, all bang, within boom. a well, all within a five minute walk of each other. Oh man! All right, I have a Fratelloni's question. Go. I mean, and I know this is me? gonna expose my lack of knack. Hmm. Can I get a new doorbell at Fratelloni's? Uh, 
Yeah, I got to replace course. my doorbell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. How yeah. easy is that? I've never done it before. That's nothing. That, by the time you get done with it, they ring the doorbell, you know the poster will pop up. And it's and so low voltage, too. They're wireless now, Chris. You don't even oh, need really? to run wires. Yeah. Yeah. They've really improved. And when I mean yeah. easy, I mean, are we talking, is this a two-beer project? Is this a three-beer project? Well, now you're engaged in the real me- uh, mechanical value of time. Yes. Uh, RMVT. Uh, that's at least a two-beer project. Okay, good. Hey, yeah. Kenny. Kenny, um, is that doorbell been um, kind of burnt out by the TV repairman that comes by every <laughs> once in a while? Is it uh, been worn out, Chris? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, he's usually there between about noon and two every okay, Friday. Okay, when you're not home. Yeah, okay, I it's got really it. weird. <laughs> Why was this show so long today? We had two I amazing guests. Rook was on. We had a lot of subjects to cover, Joe. I guess we did. I guess we did. It well, was are fun, you, though. Are you upset that we got in the way of you making it over to the fairgrounds to go support Joe? I still have time. Okay. I still have time. Okay. I, uh, Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, and I'm, I'm to be commended for somewhat paying attention during a, a Friday, <laughs> the day before Halloween. You did very well. I did. I think yes. I did very well because the game is afoot, and uh, let's, let's party. There are two days of the year. Where I got to worry about my man. Yeah. And I really was worried Friday before Halloween, which is on a Saturday yep, this year. Yep. So it's I, extra festive. I tried to die. But nothing tops the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving with you. Uh, the well, Wednesday I, I afternoon show. In. I shouldn't even come in. <laughs> I should just sit at home. You shouldn't have a cam on me. You were always in rare form the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. God, it's just fun. I love having fun. Yeah. Can we go? Can we no. go? Kenny says. You could have left an hour ago. That's That would have been fine. Just wow, like Simon says, go vote. Kenny yeah. says, we're done. Did you like playing Simon told, says? Suge, on the- uh, tooth, truth be told, I did check out about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Here collecting a paycheck. She was, uh, That's what I was afraid of. He's been doing yard work. <laughs> really great questions on those uh, uh, the sports segment with Royce. You really had some insights there. Oh, to, yeah. to really fired in some zingers. Yeah, right. <laughs> a couple of good zingers, man. Hey, what about Pod MN, Rook? It's. I was looking at it yesterday just to see what's the latest and greatest Minnesota podcast. And all you have to do on your smartphone, get the app Pod MN. Or on your computer, go to podmn.com. It's up and coming, and it's growing fast. Podmn and podmn.com. Oh, and we lost a great living American, Tom Guerin. He was a huge fan of your show. Mr. Guerin was a wonderful human being, and uh, I know the Guerin family well, and they're good GLers, and uh, hats off to him uh, for becoming an angel, Mr. Guerin. Rest in peace.